Is it? Completely. It's going. Right on. But I think it's just becoming more and more apparent. Like, the corruption and everything. It's like, crazy. Like GoFundMe. Yeah. How they took the money from the truckers, but they, they totally had let all the funds pass through to like the seattle and the portland people right oh yeah so it's, it's just so stupid yeah and that you can have government coerce large business into that kind of censorship or moving their funds wherever they want to go i mean these people obviously gave that money for a specific purpose and then that business because government coerced them move the money wherever they want it's fraud it's stealing it's anti-freedom yeah yep you know and i'm for i'm all for companies having the freedom to express themselves selves however they want and stuff like that yeah i mean obviously the gofundme thing is a little bit different because you are it's someone else's money it's somebody else's money i mean that's yeah clearly clearly fraud for these other companies like the carhartt thing you know or a lot of these other ones sure that's that's great like you can have whatever company policy you want. I don't care, you know, um, but people are going to vote with their dollars and people yeah. are going to vote with their time and people are going to, you know, vote. And we'll see if those companies make it or not. I really, because for a long time, it seems like I hope that we can stick as a society and as freedom loving people. I hope that we can stick to those things when we say we're going to boycott Carhartt or whatever, because yeah. it seems like we have such a short memory. Very true. We, you know, like look at the NFL and the NBA and that kind of stuff. I had friends that were like, I'm never watching it again. And I'm the same way. I, I don't watch it. I never really watched it that much to begin with anyway. Yeah. But a lot of those guys are like right back. Super Bowl next you know? week or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, we have so much power that we underestimate and you know it shows in the trucker thing you know the the amount of power that we as a as people have but we need to remember that all the time daily in our lives with the decisions we make too i don't know yeah i walked into a farm store the other day and saw a bunch of carhartt beanies and i was like those are pretty cool looking beanies but it's carhartt so yeah i'm not gonna do it and you know that's that's just me And it's crazy how many companies have been like that for a long time. And I almost think it's probably not those kind of boycotts and stuff probably aren't going to stick. Like Levi. Levi is very, 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 I don't want to say communist, but, you know, (laughs) kind of, you know, socialistic leanings um, and that kind of stuff. Woke ideology, I guess, and have been for a long time. You know, but we still, I don't use Levi, but we still, they're still a profitable company. We haven't yeah. done it enough to the point that they are waking up, or Disney, or, you know. It's, yeah, it's, Coca-Cola. It's, it's all, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Um, <clears throat> so, freedom. Uh, pretty interesting to watch the the communist games right now, the, yeah. the Olympics. I haven't watched any of it. I had no idea about that until I saw pictures, and I was like, that's a funny Photoshop picture. Yeah. And then I'm like. Wait a minute. Well, it's not Photoshop. Holy crap. What is going on there? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's like a dystopian landscape with a downhill ski thing right in the middle. And um, athletes, they're posting pictures of their meals. Three, four meals a day of the exact same 
just pretty crappy food. Hmm. Um, athlete lockdowns. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. They, there have been a couple of reporters that have been. Um, I did see a little bit of that. Yeah, pulled away by the CCP, and who who knows? Like, I don't know if they were just moved or if they're locked up. Yeah, you have no idea because who who knows? Do you think that with the you know, as I've looked at the pictures and everything, like it is just so bizarre. Like, why would you? Obviously, they had to go to a great deal of effort to build that in the first place. Yeah. And so, if you're going to go to that much effort, it could have been built anywhere, probably. Yeah. You know, most likely. And countries prepare for years and years and years and years and years to have that, you know, putting in infrastructure and that kind of stuff. And do you think that they intentionally did it? Like, do you think that there's a message? And they intentionally put it there? Or do you think that it was like, I mean, it has to be intentional. Yeah. I don't know what the other thing would be. Well, I honestly think at that level, <clears throat> what what we may see as, you know, coincidence or nothing's coincidence at that level. Yeah. Uh, the, everything is so planned out. And I, I think it was Reagan that said, if you ever think something is just by happenstance in government, just know that. It is all planned out, hmm. and everybody knows. I mean, this is obviously I'm I'm not quoting him directly, yeah, yeah. but everything in politics and large government, it's so planned out. They know, it, it, in everything. You know, it's easy to look at it and be like, oh well, uh, COVID took us all by storm. Well, now things are coming out. They knew about COVID for a long, long time, and even you know. planned for it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the World Economic Forum, or it was the W the WHO. They had a a, a plan. It was exactly like their little drill. They had drill. a conference just yeah. years before, right? Yeah. That drill that they did was the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're doing drills for cyber pandemics, shutting down electrical grids. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, if they're planning for it, prepare for it because it'll yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's And you would think, too, like in the with China, like obviously – the the government i almost think like here in the united states like i think back to when the the olympics were in salt lake like i don't really see the and i'm sure the federal government was involved but it wasn't like they were you know it seemed kind of like a local thing you know yeah. like i remember it was you know the state uh you know the state of utah was building highways and stuff like that like i didn't really get the feeling that it was a federal over you know was was overwatching that or, or managing that or whatever which they obviously probably were because they were you know building federal infrastructure and stuff yeah but like with china <coughs> their government oversees everything like has yeah. their hand in you know you look at even the the corporations or the um you know just big companies and everything yeah the government and it it's not like it's hidden. It's not behind the scenes. They're very openly mm-hmm. involved in a lot of those decisions and stuff. And so I'm sure with the Olympics going there, they probably, the 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 government leaders, the high up government federal leaders or communist leaders, I guess, had to have been the ones that were pulling the strings for all that and planning yeah. all that. Yeah. And so and so it has to be a message. You know, yeah, back yeah. to that, I guess. Like, why, didn't, is all that. why didn't you go out into rural China where it's beautiful and no, and, and instead you put it next to like some nuclear reactors that look terrible and Yeah, and what a what an opportunity to change 
the world's view of China if you want to do that. Yeah, if that if you want. I mean, think about all of the beautiful places that there are in China to yeah. do that. And yeah, it's just it is it it's interesting. China over the last twenty years have moved a lot of people out of a rural China and into the cities. And there are five or six major cities along the coast. And if you look at nighttime satellite pictures of China, it's crazy. Hmm. Like it's just um, NASA's put them together, so you know maybe they're fake. But um, <laughs> if uh, NASA doesn't, they're not even in outer. They're not even out in in, in outer space. You know, I mean, NASA's well, okay. I mean, just saying, it is pretty interesting that they have to digitally make all of their pictures. They can't just. Um, take a picture and then give it to the world. They have to put it through all of their graphic designers. Um, but if you look at a satellite photo of China at night, you don't even know that China's China. It looks like five cities on the coast. Yeah. And almost almost nothing on the interior. And, and they've done that. They've done that over the last 20 years. They've incentivized people to move out of rural areas and into the city. Uh, less taxes, less, you know, less... Um, even regulation in the city trying better to just, job opportunities yeah, yeah just move things. people move people out which i don't know i don't know the agenda behind it i just know that if a government's getting involved and they're incentivizing you to move locations in one area that's also anti-freedom yeah you know if you want to live in a specific area and own private property which i believe is a, a right that we're born with if government is coercing you out of that it, we maybe need to be thinking about what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, it is so bizarre. You know, it's just, it's interesting to see some of these things going on in the world and really, you know, there again, just a wake up call for look, you know, I think at kind of the, the beginning of the pandemic and, you know, cause, cause we both kind of went away from, um, nine to five type jobs and decided to pursue entrepreneurship and business and those kind of things. I think really for me, one of the big, big reasons and big deciding factors was the, <clears throat> the freedom part of it. Yeah. Um, just feeling like, you know, I could, I could kind of see down the, you know, we already had, I mean, obviously we, we worked at a fire department and so obviously there's inherently some, um, some things that you criteria you have to meet, you know, as far as, yeah. as for safety and different things, you know, having being clean shaven, living within a certain proximity to the, to, you know, where you're working and just all of that. But it does kind of take a toll, which I understand. I understand all of it. But it does kind of take a toll on freedom of expression and yeah. being able to decide, okay, how do I want to look? Where do I want to live? You know, some of those things. For sure. Um, and then I felt like with, with COVID coming in and some of the additional, and it, it wasn't necessarily from the department, but just yeah. the restrictions from the government and everything as a as a whole, I could kind of see, kind of some red flags a little bit. Where I was like, you know, there's just getting to be too much control here. And what I really yeah. want to be doing is choosing my own schedule, choosing how much time I spend with my family, choosing how much money I'm able to make, yeah. um, how much effort I want to put into something, how much value I want to add, 
And so for me, it just came down to that. I think it was, it wasn't necessarily one individual policy or anything like that at, um, that specific time. It was just kind of, everything was like, all right, you know what? I, I want to go out and do my own thing. Yeah. And I want to have that freedom. I want to be able to, um, make those decisions for myself and for, you know, and me and my wife decide on, on those things and that's it, you know, and and just kind of have that, um, freedom and, and I had another word. I just forgot it. Sovereignty. Yeah. Like sovereignty, you know, like just, just kind of doing that. So that was, I think that was the biggest reason for me to, um, kind of make that adjustment. So I'm right there with you. Uh, for, for years, Kira and I've talked about financial freedom. Mm-hmm. And I think for a long time, I didn't actually understand that, you know, financial freedom. It's like, oh, you just have to have a plethora of money. Not necessarily. Um, financial freedom comes down to just freedom to use money however we need to, to contribute and advance in society um, or just participate in society. And we live in a society where money is necessary. It's how it's all set up. <clears throat> if you want to do anything, you want to go to a theme park, you want to build onto your house, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you have to have money. Well, sometimes growing up, we might have a negative association with money and, and different things. And throughout time, anyways, where I'm going with this throughout time, I've really learned what freedom to us is. And a lot of that is financial, but it's also of time and um, of expression and uh, just being able to be who we want, when we want, and go where we want, and mm-hmm. how we want. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's um, it's kind of how we were born. I I truly think we were born free, and then as soon as we're born onto a certain land, whether that's communist China, or the United States, or France, or wherever, those rights that we have uh, are almost immediately taken away by government. Mm-hmm. Now, that, not that this is like an anti-government podcast or anything. It's just. Um, we do need to be very careful there. And as we're making these, uh, these changes to our life to move away from a nine to five and to start a a cash calf, a side business, a side hustle, you know, we need to be really cognizant of all of that so that we're making the right decisions and voting in the right people to allow us to do what we were born to do. Mm -hmm. And it's, um. I mean, the easiest way to lose your rights is to just be born in the wrong country. Yeah. And it's it, it's sad because we're all equals. Every single person that's born on the earth is a human. Mm-hmm. But depending on where you're at, you have different rights because government has taken some away. And so, you know, things like COVID, <clears throat> it happened. But as a people, we have to make sure that we're keeping government in check. Hey, don't take away my rights. Well, but this is about the public good. Okay, sounds great. Don't take away my rights, and the public good will work itself out. Yeah. You know, Canada and Trudeau, here's all these mandates. And truckers go, oh, you want mandates? We deliver your food. So if you want mandates, here we go. We're shutting everything down. We're going to shut roads down. We're going to drive into Ottawa, and we're going to show you. And what do they do? Well, Saskatchewan saw it, and they go, oh, crap. Hey, guys, just so you know, like, no more mandates. Mm-hmm. Like, what they did, that civil disobedience, just made them more free. Yeah. And it showed the government, hey, we are, we're the people. Like, we the people, we're born free, and we will stay free. 
Well, and I don't even know that it would be classified. I mean, depends on which news station you. you <laughs> well, but I don't true. even think it's civil disobedience. Yeah. You know, I mean, very peaceful from yes. what I've say. You know, um, so maybe civil. I mean, civil disobedience probably. Yeah. But even then, it's not like the the stuff we saw in Seattle and Portland and that oh, kind of sure. stuff. Oh, for sure. So like I that, don't even, to me, I don't classify be, that as civil disobedience. Yeah. It's not terrorism. civil and it's just yeah. blatant mm-hmm. law breaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, in Ottawa, they said, uh, hey, for, for 10 days, you can't honk your horns in Ottawa. So they're like, oh, really? And they just honk their horns until they're like, okay, guys, I'm sorry. We were yeah. wrong. Okay, cool. If you're not going to take my rights away i don't need to honk my horn but i will honk it if you tell me not to well and it shows where we're at as and it's cool to see that it's not just a united states thing yes everybody around the world has had it dude it's huge um you know because we've i feel like we've known that there's corruption and we've felt that government has continually crept into our lives and taken away agency yeah absolutely and it's happened for <clears throat> years for yeah. hundreds of years actually you know um so it's cool to see that and it's usually the people that are getting agency taken away from is usually the majority but they're the silent majority they're yeah. you know it's people that are like i just want to go and work my job and go home to my family and hang out and and take a vacation and enjoy life yeah. The last thing they want to do is be having to go to Ottawa and try yeah. to protest or go to Washington, yeah. D.C. or whatever. Yep. And so, you know, unfortunately, we, you know, I kind of think of myself in that, that same group. But we have, since we don't like to be loud and, and confrontational and stuff, we have slowly let the government creep more and more and more and more. Yeah. And it's cool to see now that it's like, okay, like, this is this is it. Like, yeah. we need to make some changes here. And it's interesting, too, that the governments have lost um, lost sight of who really controls the country. Yeah. You know, or, or and not even control. I'm not saying controls as in, like, confrontationally, but they, they disregard the impact that truckers have on an yeah. economy. Yeah or that normal citizens have on, um, you know, how the, the peace and the prosperity of the country goes. They yeah. think it's them, yeah, and, and it's not, you know. And so I think this is a good reminder for everybody, and especially for governments, yeah, to say, look, we are the majority of people. We are the citizens. We control the country, and you don't, you know. Yeah. And, and that's how it is. Yep. I almost feel like thinking, you know, saying those things sometimes – People are like, what? What are you talking about? Like, the government controls the country. We've lost a lot of knowledge about what freedom actually is. And, For sure. And, you know, the Constitution and, and yeah. all of that stuff. So, Well, it's a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. That's, mm-hmm. that's how it should be. We're electing our peers who didn't even want to be in politics in the first place. That's the right people to yeah. put in. You know, if it's like, hey, who's going to be next on city council? Well, there's all these guys that want to do it. I don't want any of them. I want to talk someone into it. Yeah. Someone who doesn't want to do it. So they get in, they make positive changes towards freedom, and they're gone. Yeah. And term limits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a this is a, a 
podcast about small business. We're like, put term limits in. <laughs> well, but, it, it has, it, it's all connected. Yeah. You know, I thought about uh, in the last, well, we were talking, I, me and David went running yesterday again. You need to come running with us. It's well, great. I just really like to lift heavy things. I don't like to. I know. I don't like to move my heavy body over long distances <laughs> as I'm drinking a soda here. Well, and I, I've been it's slacking. Diet. I've been slacking on the mo- on the moving heavy things lately, so I need to come in and if do we more could of just that. But combine our uh, combine our yeah exactly. Strengths. Um, but we were talking about. Uh, you guys went I running. What, so we went running, and oh, we were talking about work. Yeah, and just how. You know, I, th- I think a lot of times we compartmentalize work is our nine to five or our business or whatever. Everything is work. You know, we were talking about this. Working out is work. So yeah. Getting good sleep is work. Having a positive relationship with our family and our wives is work. Like, it's all the same thing. Like, it, yeah. it, it's not chunked up into different things. And I think the same thing is true of government and business and um you know just all of it financial um freedom and yeah. and, and and fitness you know uh physical well-being it all has to do the same thing so i mean now yeah, we're we're doing a podcast about small business and talking about uh government and freedom but boy that's i yeah. mean that's that's one you know yeah. it's the same it's it's the same kind go, of thing go to communist china and try to open up a small business. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's kind of extreme, but but at the same time, <clears throat> I know what we pay in taxes. And I know how difficult it is to pay what we do in taxes. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about you know societally we talk about raising the minimum wage and doing this and doing that. And you go well, woo, we got to back up here, guys. You raise minimum wage. What do I do immediately? I raise prices because I have to. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not trying to pay employees the lowest amount that we can. We never start anyone at minimum wage because to us they're worth way more than minimum wage. But if you raise that minimum wage, 15, 16, 20, whatever it is, the only way that gets afforded is raising prices. If I raise prices, then other places have to raise prices, and all of yep. a sudden we're in the same boat that we're in right now. And that all has to do with who we're voting in, why we're voting them in, what we're allowing them to do. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's it's interesting, but I also want to say it's fun. Yeah. Because no matter what they do, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Which is the mentality you have to have. Like if you're going to get into small business, cash calf sort of stuff, it you just have to make it. You have to be determined. I'm here's my list of goals. I'm going to reach it. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what government does, yeah, yeah, you got to be a problem solver and somebody that embraces change. Yes, and 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 evolve with that change. Yeah. You know, um, I think that that's that's it, probably the number one quality to to get to, and it's hard. It's hard to look at change as a positive thing, but I mean that's. But you have to in a job too. You know, I mean, it's oh, it's, sure. it's similar. It's it's yeah. very similar. Like people, I think people maybe overcomplicate business and stuff, and they're like, oh, like I have to go out and figure this stuff out. Well, you're doing the same thing in a job. You know, maybe there's more structure there on exactly what you're supposed to do. But um, we're all 
creative people and we you know i mean we have the skills that we need to be able to do that um or we can learn the skills you know it's 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 pretty and just having a learning mentality and going out and figuring it out and, and making it happen is is and how valuable is that i mean look at you talk about freedom and you know if you can foster and grow the ability to be placed in any situation um kind of lean into that change or you know whatever it is that that position that you're in and find the ways that you can come out and win i mean that's freedom yeah um you know to be able to say i I don't care if i lose my job i will do whatever it takes to build the skills and change and find something new and be better than i was before or my business just maybe isn't doing what I want it to do. I can learn the skills that I need to be able to, yeah, to adapt and change to that. I mean, you you want to talk about freedom, you know, I mean, that's, I totally, that's it. That's, that's like the ultimate freedom is, you know, say, say, uh, you look at people that immigrate to the United States. Okay. So you say you had to go to a completely new country where you didn't know the language and change and adapt and grow into that and be successful. I mean, that's yeah. why, why people that immigrate here are so successful. You look at those families and those people, because that's all they do is they yeah. change right along with it. You yeah. know, they're, they're able to evolve into that. Yeah, and, I love those stories. And, and it's, that's incredibly freeing, I would imagine. You yeah. know, I, I mean, it would... You come and and I'm sure for those people it's probably easier to say, well, if my if my business fails, I'll start another one because they've yeah. already done it. Like mm-hmm. they've already been there. You know, moving to a new country, learning a new language, all those kinds of things is probably some of the most intense change you can ever have. Well, yeah. once they've gone through that, you yeah, know, then it's like they well, can do I anything. Can, I can do whatever. Yep. You know, and I've kind of we you know we've talked about this too, but coming away from a job or leaving another business or whatever, there's some of that same kind of, you know, anxiety and uncertainty and all that kind of stuff that once you go through that, when you're in it, it seems like it's a big deal. But once you get past that and you look back, you kind of go, oh, that that wasn't too bad. And I gained a lot of confidence in myself going through that. And so now if there's another change that happens, whether it's change from the government, change from, you know, uh, losing a business or uh, losing a job or whatever. Well, you have that much more confidence to be able to evolve into that new thing. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's to me, that's the ultimate freedom. Yeah, I agree. And there, there's a lot of personal responsibility there, um, which is something that maybe we're not <clears throat> uh, brought up in school learning all this personal responsibility. But, you know, if you really take it on and you go. I'm going to take 100% responsibility for myself. That's very freeing as well. It doesn't matter what your job tells you to do. It doesn't matter what society tells you to do or anything. You you can just make it all happen. And if you make a bad financial decision, it's your fault. If you start a business that isn't working, it it's my fault. And there's huge freedom in that because I made those choices, which means I can change. I can change those, adapt, modify overcome you can be anywhere you want to be yeah and it's um 
yeah, just very freeing to actually take responsibility. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's a good point too. There is responsibility there. Once you step away from a nine to five or something where you kind of have shared responsibility with, you know, your employer has a responsibility to you. You have a responsibility to your employer, but there is kind of a different, you know, they have some responsibility for your well-being in that situation too. Yeah. Um, you know, so a lot of people think, well, oh, well, if I quit my job, then, you know, that must be great. I can do whatever I want. I can sit around and watch TV or I'll have all this time on my hands. Well, with freedom also comes increased freedom also comes increased responsibility. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, there's not somebody counting on you to show up at 9 a.m. in the morning to go to work, but there's also not a paycheck waiting for you either. And so you yeah. can choose to sit on the couch and play video games or whatever, but you're not going to, you know, there, there's that responsibility too, that you have to evolve into that, grow into that, that, uh, position and occasion and figure out how you can add value. So, for sure. so, I mean, there, there is kind of the double edged. Oh yeah. Two edges of the sword <laughs> there, you know, a double edged sword. Yeah. My brother-in-law, he's a, He's going to be great in life. He's going to be really successful. And um, he has a, a business where they stain uh, log homes. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, how do I get more business? I said, how many doors have you knocked on? He's like, oh, a couple, but they weren't home. I'm like, well, <laughs> start knocking on more doors. And maybe knocking doors is not the right thing. Maybe mm-hmm. it's flyers. Maybe it's TV advertising. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But you got to start moving in a certain direction, taking that, which he does. He takes, I'm like, this is not a knock on him at all. Takes that personal responsibility, get out, start moving in a direction, and then you will be moved in the right direction. So talking faith, just faith in general, doesn't matter what religion, whatever it is, faith. It's a principle of action. You have to get out. If I'm going, if I believe that I can get out and make a $10 million company, I got to start moving and acting like I'm running a $10 million company. Yeah. And as soon as that's done, maybe knocking doors is not the right way, but then you're going to find that out. You're going to go, oh, knocking doors didn't work. So I'm going to try this. Well, that didn't work. Well, I'm going to try this. Hey, that worked. Now let's expand, expand that, expound out. Now let's do this, this, and this, because this worked. Oh, we're moving. It's working. Yeah. But you got to take that personal responsibility. You've got to move. You've got to fail forward. All the stuff we say in all the other videos. Yeah. Fail forward. What you think about expands. Yeah, I love that. I and there's so much to faith in in starting a business because even you know like uh, right now I'm kind of you know I, I've uh, got a business and we've got some projects that we are kind of into and kind of in the middle phases of, and even towards the end, um, you know, cause we're selling those products and stuff. And it's like, okay, now what? Yeah. Like just, you know, <clears throat> there's not somebody lining out. Okay. Now you go and do that job. Now you go and do that job. You have to, you know, make a plan and yep. a goal and, and move forward to achieve that. I have no idea what the next project is. Yeah. I mean, I have a couple things in mind that I'm pursuing and looking into, but I have no idea what's going to work out and how it's going to, you know, 
go, but just going through that movement and those actions opens up yeah. those other opportunities. I had a quote here that's one of goes right along with that, and it's from that uh, How to Own Your Own Mind that yeah. I talk about all the time. So yeah. this was Andrew Carnegie, and uh, he says, It is one of the strange phenomena of human experience that the man who begins where he stands and does the best he can with whatever means he may have very soon finds other and better means of accomplishing his objectives. Mysteriously, the tools are placed at his disposal. And that's like one of my, I've got it in yeah. one of my notes that I refer to all the time and even highlight it. It's cool. Because, I mean, that's totally the element of faith. Yeah. You know, you, you don't know how it how it's going to happen. You just have to move towards it. That's the immigrants that come over. Yeah. You know, they're like, hey, I, I'm moving away from my family, my country, everything I've ever known. Because I've heard that America is the land of opportunity. Yeah. And then they come and they make it happen. I, I love those stories. Yeah. And it's true. You start working in a certain direction, you don't need to know where you're going. You know, a lot of people talk backup plans. You might not need one. In fact, mm-hmm. that backup plan really might just become, I did it. My, my backup plan was <clears throat> work as a firefighter mm-hmm. and a paramedic. So what did I do? First opportunity that came to have a full-time job doing that, I did it because of the security. It was like, oh, I can just show up at work and and make money that's great Mm -hmm. but then you know that also took away from what i wanted to do in my life so the faith of giving that up to just go and focus on whatever and wherever the universe puts me yeah you know i sure hope it works out it's been good so far but it it does it it works you can't fight against it like if you're if you're pushing and just fighting you know if talked about the tools at your disposal well if the tools are laid out and you're just ignoring all the tools too yeah we've talked about it before there's opportunities all over the place you just have to open up your mind to know when those opportunities are around and when those tools are presented but they're all over the place yeah jordan peterson working as a dishwasher Mm -hmm. he looks he looks around and uh there's opportunity everywhere i was talking with um one of the front desk workers and um, I told him about that podcast and Jordan Peterson, and then it kind of dawned on him. He's like, oh, it's the same thing here. Yeah. There's this side and the fitness side, and there's management, and there's inventory, and there's this. And he's like, oh, that's – and he's a cool kid. He's He wants to do business and, and make things happen. It was kind of dawned on him like, oh, I'm in it. I'm here already. Mm-hmm. It's cool. And how many how many uber-successful – business people are in and out running you know associating with him every day yeah a bunch i can think of a half a dozen right off the top of my head yeah that he's coming in contact with every single day yeah you know and yeah i mean it is it's it, there is opportunities all around us and i think part of it too is is changing our mindset to um to be able to recognize the tools yeah, because um, that's kind of hard, you know. You're taking you're taking kind of a mentality from a a job mentality into an entrepreneur uh, mentality. You do have to. It takes some time, and yeah. so it's not like you just <clears throat> can stop doing one thing and you're right into the other thing and off you go. Um, it it's 
kind of a lifetime thing. You know, you don't recognize all the tools right off the bat. And it takes some time to kind of learn, oh, well, okay, that's a tool I could use. Like, oh, there's a connection. That's somebody in my network I could add to. And over time, um, you know, there's better tools and more efficient tools. And you never, I don't think you ever get to the point where your toolbox is all the way full. You're oh, yeah. always adding stuff. You're always finding more efficient ways to do it and better ways to do it and um, better people to work with. And it, yeah. it's just an evolving thing, which is cool. To me, it's like, wow. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, and there's that in jobs too. But to me, it's just, it's like, man, what if, what if I could do a, what if I could run a $10 million company? What would that feel yeah. like? And what would I be able to learn along the way? And what's the kind of person that I could become to be able to do that, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's cool to think about. Yeah. And you do have to become that person. So if you're running a million dollar company right now and you want to run a 10 million, you have to become that $10 million person, which means we have to get our mind right. We have to start working in that direction and then be open to change to allow ourselves to become that. And I think a lot of times, you know, I'm picking up my phone right now, we get just like so fixated on mm -hmm. You know, what, hey, what's on TikTok? What's on Instagram? I'm going to listen to the radio. I'm going to go here. I'm going to do this. We don't really just sit and think and get our mind and our body. Like this all sounds all hokey, but like our mind and our body on the same page and same plane. Like we actually have to sit back, meditate, and you know, just think of nothing so that we're open to letting those opportunities come. You know, if, if the music's blasting, and we drive by some business that's going to open our mind to something else, we're going to miss out on that stuff. So um, something that's also very freeing is um, learning to open our minds. Mm -hmm. That can be done in many different ways, but you know, one is meditation. Just yeah. 10 minutes a day. Just sit down and think about nothing but your breath and see how difficult it is. Yeah. It's, it's insanely hard. You're going to have 900 thoughts in those 10 minutes. And be like, well, why can't I focus on my breath? And you're like, if you can't focus on your breath, we may not be able to focus on business. Mm -hmm. You know, if we can't focus on our breath, we may not be able to focus on inventory. So it's little, it's weird, it seems hokey. That That's kind of a game changer. That's like a freedom changer. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, and I don't know, maybe you feel the same way, maybe you don't. It's interesting going from, from, a job to a business it's a it's different too you have to find that clarity and that time to just think like yeah. you know because i kind of i grew up farming and so it seems like if i'm not doing something physical some physical work like i feel like i'm not doing anything yeah you know but as you as you move into business and as you move and grow your business you're actually doing a lot less of that kind of stuff and more mind stuff. You know, yeah. your, your, your role is to make decisions, which a lot of times is a lot more um, tiring than just the physical part of it, yeah. you know? And it's just like, I don't want to have to make any decisions today. I'm just going to... Yeah. Decision whatever. fatigue is real. Yeah. And so, to you know, that I've noticed that too is like, I find myself going, oh, well, you're not doing anything today because I'm not doing some physical, you know, farm work or cleaning a fire engine or whatever, you know? Yeah. And, but I'm like, wait a minute, you're driving around 
on your phone. I'm not driving on my phone. I'm driving yeah, around thinking all day long. <laughs> but make phone calls all day long. Yeah. Or you're texting somebody to line up jobs or you're signing paper. You know, there's just, it's more of a decision-making role, yeah. which can be fatiguing. And so I think it's super important, back to the meditation thing, to find those times where you can just sit and be quiet remember your, you know, go over your vision and your goals and kind of, uh, um, yeah, envision that stuff so yeah. that you remember why you're doing it. Yep. Um, a big one for me too is, is running. Like I enjoy running and I've actually tried to take, I haven't tried a lot, but I've tried to take like nootropics and, yep. you know, like some brain boost things <clears throat> and stuff like that. Like just played around with it. Cause it's like, Man, if I could just get rid of oh, the yeah. brain fog some days, you know, and and uh, then I'd, I'd uh, I'm like, oh, then it'd be great. But to me, running, like if I go, if I go run or any physical type exercise, um, like I have a, you know, that for me is a great nootropic. That's yeah. the best, best thing that I can do is if I, I need to make a decision or I need to think about something or whatever, if I go work out, then usually it... Uh, a lot of times it'll come to me and it's cool you know and then and then the key is too once you get you know you're meditating or you're working out or finding whatever makes you tick and and really have that creative mindset act on those things yeah you know that's that's a big one um that's the hardest one for sure um but i've even got you know i i've had a couple times where it's like oh call this person and it's like that was it. Like, I know yeah. that that's, so I'll, I'll stop. Like I've stopped on the side of the road and called people and not all the time. I'm not, not, but sometimes it takes, it's like, oh, I don't want to have to do that. You yeah. Know? And so you wait two or three days, but you know that that's an action you have to take. And so, but, but that's an important part too. Probably many world changing ideas have come out of the shower. <laughs> yeah. People that are just in there not listening to anything, washing up, mm -hmm. ideas come to them. You're just alone in your element. Letting your mind. Yeah. Open. Let it wander. Yeah. Um, there's actually huge power in daydreaming. You know, it, if you think of like a meditative or a trance type state, you know, has there ever been times that you're, you're just kind of daydreaming and then you're like, whoa, mm -hmm. oh, oh, I'm here. Like I am here on the earth. Like you're, you're in it. Yeah. You know, let, let, let yourself daydream a little bit. It's all good. It's kind of cool. And it's freeing as well. Mm -hmm. You know, just my mind is wandering. Where's it wandering? Why is it wandering? How do I feel when it wanders? Like that stuff, it's good. It, it really brings you into yourself. It grounds you. It lets you know kind of who you are. I don't know if there's anything out there that lets us know more who we are than <clears throat> letting your mind go and see how you feel. Yeah. Or if someone cuts you off in a, in a car, <laughs> uh, yeah. that'll let you know who you are too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I need to do better at that. I need to, I've, I've actually kind of the last year, I haven't acted on it, but I felt a lot that I need to be better at leaving my cell phone in. Like I think back about when we were, when I was like growing up in scouts and stuff like that. Like we'd go on week long backpacking trips. Yeah. Nobody had a cell phone. Nobody had, you know, any of that kind of stuff. You just, you were there. You were in the element. You were making decisions. If an emergency came up, well, you 
figured it out and you solved yep. the problem and and you made it work uh, i think we've lost a lot of that because yeah. we can carry a cell phone with us wherever or like i've uh, i've been up hunting and you know sitting on a ridge glassing and pull out my phone to check like yep. the stock market or something and i'm like what in the world yeah. am i doing like this is the time that really gets us away from that kind of stuff and frees my mind to be able to just think and yeah. just come up with new ideas or just problem solve naturally or just enjoy being out there too. There's nothing wrong with that either. Yep. Um, but I, so I think I, I don't know, I need to just plan something and just go for like two or three days or four yeah. days and go up in the hills and leave the cell phone at home. And I think there's a lot of value in that. Yeah. I, it's so important and we've lost it so much. There are businesses reset retreats. You go and you, spend five days in Patagonia hiking around with a shaman mm -hmm. and, and you can't bring your phone. And the whole hmm. time they're like doing meditations and different things to just reset people. Yeah. And, and, and there's been, I just read things. I don't know how, <clears throat> you know, true it is. And it's probably all, you know, mostly anecdotal and everything, but people that are having sleep issues or having depression issues or having, you know, all these different things, they go out one week in nature with no light, nothing just nature and other people mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they're like man i've never felt better in my life it there's something to it well and isn't it so interesting that as a society we have to we and not everybody obviously but i think for the majority of society myself included it's silly that we have to think that we need to pay for something oh, to yeah. go and do that that should be a natural yeah um thing you know that we especially i mean we live in idaho yeah we sh we, we can we should go do our own week long yeah we could why go. don't you become a shaman <laughs> oh. and then and then we can shaman tyler that's there's nothing scarier on the planet um yeah we we could literally drive 15 minutes away yeah. and not see a human yeah i mean it's we're so close to all of that. Yeah. But maybe that's a good action step for both of us and even people listening is like monthly, like take one day monthly and turn the cell phone off and go do something yeah. in nature or whatever, yeah. you know. Dude, Jews. So Ben Shapiro, mm -hmm. every Sunday? Yeah. Or maybe it's Saturday. Yeah. I heard him talk. I think it is Saturday. Saturday. Right? Or is it Friday? I think it's Saturdays. Saturday. I don't really know. But Boy, one, one day a week, he does not, nothing, yeah. nothing technological at all. Isn't it like they, he doesn't even, I heard him talking about that and it was almost kind of like they don't even really turn lights on and Yeah. Stuff. I think it might be like candle lit yeah. or at least, you know, mm -hmm. sim close to it. Mm -hmm. And um, what a great thing to take. You know, he's completely present with his kids that day. He's completely present with his wife that day. Mm -hmm. That's one day a week. You know, you start talking, that's, yeah, that's 13, 14% of the time. Yeah. No cell phones, nothing. And I mean, in that work, good for him because yeah, for sure. His whole life is stress, mm -hmm. but, um, but if he can do it, yeah. anybody can, yes. do it. you know, I mean, he's, he's busy. He's got like, we all are, but yeah. And maybe that's some, you know, tying it back to freedom. Yeah. Maybe if there's some of those things that we are cutting out because we feel guilty about it or we feel like maybe maybe that's the reason to kind of look at 
not just work, but everything in life and go, okay, what changes do I need to make so that I can set up a life exactly like I want, whether that's going hiking once a week or whatever, so that I really get my fulfillment and happiness in life. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the freedom part is being able to find those things out and then do them consistently, you know, things that make us happy. Well, and how we do anything is how we do everything. So if I think, how hard is it one day a week to get rid of my cell phone? And if I, if I think, oh, I, I can't do that. I'm a slave to that phone mm-hmm. with this. I got phone and a pop right here. Like if I, if I'm like, oh, I, I need to go a week without diet soda with sugar-free peach and mango in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, good that, scare, that scares me. If it does, well, I'm a slave to this. My yeah. brother asked me the other day if I would do a seven-day water fast with him. And I was like, nope. Like no water? No. Uh, or just, just, just water. Strictly water. Strictly water. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, that's a week. Like, I, I can't do that. Hmm. Probably could, but well, I, yeah, I don't, do don't want to go through the sacrifice to do it. But I'm like, oh, well, two days. I could do, I could do two days. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just interesting. You start to learn yourself. Like, freedom. Just that freedom, the slave, freedom and slavery. Are we a slave to our phone? Are we a slave to food? Are we a slave to yeah. some people? If you say, "Hey, don't work out for a week," well, what? Yeah, I have to work out. Well, why do you have to? Are you are you addicted? <laughs> you addicted to working out? Well, working out doesn't count though, because you get the endorphins, and you really can become it. Like, yeah, I could see how there's a legit, like runner high. Yeah, like that's a legit thing. Like. You're pretty much doing heroin when you're working out. <laughs> well, I've, I've worked with people, though, and they go, hey, I, w- I want an individualized coach. And I go, okay, why? Like, what do you want to get out of this? And they say their goals, and I go, okay, cool. We're going to reset. You're not going to work out for three days. Hmm. Well, I can't do that. I paid you to to help me get where I want in the gym. And I go, okay, you've worked out for 30 days straight. You need three days off. Hmm. What? Yeah. yeah. You do it, you know, and, and you start to – you start to balance. You start to learn, why do I need that exercise? Well, it might be because that's your only stress outlet. Mm-hmm. We need to find a couple other stress outlets because if working out, which is a stressor, is your stress outlet, we got a problem. Yeah, and that's so a good point. Just finding. It's fun. I actually, that's my favorite part about coaching is figuring out what the stressors are and eliminating them. Because that's where people start to really see body fat loss. They start to see muscle gain. They start to see they're getting where they want. And then other parts of their life get better and better. Because stress is, like you actually said it, you said it in regard to work. Everything is work. Mm -hmm. When you were saying that, I was thinking everything is stress. Mm -hmm. You know, relationships can be stress because we're working on them. And that's okay. Like, they don't have to be stressful, but they are stress. Yeah. Um, coming to the gym is stress. Driving your vehicle is stress. Like, it's all stress. So what can we do to alleviate that? And we don't want to be a slave to our own stress. So talking freedom, I mean, if there's an ultimate freedom from anything, it's freedom from yourself. Yeah. You know, we're, we're creatures of habit. And if those habits are negative, if those habits are driving us in a poor direction... We got to fix that. Mm-hmm. Well, and then replace it with habits that bring us peace and happiness yeah. and those things. Yeah. 
um, I was listening to uh, Jordan Peterson yeah. just on the um, earlier today. Just popped up on on uh, YouTube. <laughs> Speaking of phones, like yeah, anymore I have to be listening, and this is bad. I I need to you know, and I listen to good stuff. But I feel like I have to be listening to something right there every day, you know, like, oh, there's something new to learn. I got it, you know, and I probably ought to replace that with just you've learned enough. You've got a lot of information in there. It's okay to take a day and just meditate and think on stuff or whatever. Yeah. But he was talking on this clip about um, structure and having structure in our life and how people hate having a calendar. Yeah. And he said, well, the, he said, the, the problem, the reason that you hate your calendar is because you fill it up with stuff that you don't like to do. Yeah. He said the, the, um, the way to use a calendar is to fill it up with things you want to do, you know? And so then, you know, and I've seen this a lot in the last, you know, over the last year is I'm like, crap, I don't want to go to sleep because then I have to wake up tomorrow and do a bunch, you know, do whatever. It's like, well, what are you, what are you doing tomorrow? Well, I, I get to work on a business that I really enjoy. I, I get to go for a run. I get to, you know, run my kids around to their activities. That's all stuff that I enjoy, you yeah. know, for the, for the most part. But that's what he said is, you know, you've got to fill, find where you can fill your calendar up with things that you enjoy to do. And then life becomes enjoyable and happy. Yeah. You know, you're, um, and that's, that's, freedom is being able to do what you want to do and what uh, gives you the lifestyle that you want and provides the kind of life you want for your family and and all that you know and I think that's the exciting thing is even though we feel like we're stuck sometimes um, a lot of time maybe we have ultimate agency and freedom to change that and and there's opportunity and tools all around us to do that like we've talked about um, to be able to change that and, and have a calendar that's full of stuff that we want to do. Like, yeah, that's freedom. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think that that's, for me, that's what, that's what's drawn me to entrepreneurship and business is being able to have that freedom, you know, structure my business so I can take the kids to their activities. We can go snowboarding for a half a day here and there or a day or whatever we want to do. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and just time freedom structure in my life how i want yeah i totally agree and letting yourself dream and think like hey wouldn't it be cool if and then once wouldn't it be cool if happens and you kind of look online and figure it all out just act on it Mm -hmm. like that's that's the tough part and that's the i think the difference in in successful and unsuccessful if we're just talking success in um uh, the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Mm-hmm. You know, we might look online and we're like, man, I'd love to go to Rome. Then buy tickets to Rome or figure out how to make the money to buy tickets and go to Rome. Like that's the freedom might not just be in the dreaming. It's in the acting upon it. Yeah. You know, and then fail forward, make it happen. Well, and once you figure that out, then it's like, oh, well, I want this you know or yeah. you, you know it just it just kind of builds on it so. yeah something we should talk about in a, a future episode is monetizing your passion yeah because if we can figure out how to do what we love and make money doing it i mean that's freedom mm-hmm. you know hey i i love snowmobiles so i can't just snowmobile every day all day long but what if you have a snowmobile rental business 
Well, then you can. Mm-hmm. Or... You make awesome snowmobile video content yes. for YouTube. Yep. Or TikTok or Instagram. Or you show, hey, I'm an average snowmobiler. Look at my average snowmobile videos. I mean, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's huge mental freedom in knowing that what you're doing is adding value to yourself and others. Yeah. So we should yeah. do that. We should talk about just monetizing your passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You know, another thing that I've thought about, too, is I've gone through just businesses and life and just all of it is um, worrying about what other people, you know, other people looking and being like, what are you doing? You yeah. know, like that kind of stuff, which I know is mostly me, yeah. you know, making that up. Everybody's so involved and stressed and worried about accomplishing their own thing and getting through the day that they're not worried about me or you or the other guy. But um, so kind of an excuse I gave myself, and I still do, is um, I'm just trying to I'm just I'm just trying to see what I'm get what I can get away with. Yeah. Like yeah, I I know it's a long shot. Yeah, I'm quitting my job. I'm just seeing what I can get away with. That's cool. I like that. I'm just seeing if I can do it, you know? And yeah. then it kind of dismisses dismisses that judgment sometimes from people. And they're like, oh, well, he's just whatever. I think that's, yeah. you know, dumb or crazy or whatever. But, yeah, I'm just seeing what I can get away with. And But I like that. that's, you know, and then you work work like crazy to, to hit those goals and stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, that's really cool. It's a great way to look at it, and and, and that's got to be freeing. Just, hey, what can I get away with? How, how little can I work and still make it? Yeah. You know? I mean, or how much can I work and how far can I get? Yeah. Or how efficient can I work? And, you know, can I, can I be more efficient but work less? Yeah. That's something that you're allowed to do when you work for yourself. Yep. You're not allowed to do that when you work for someone else. Like, yeah. How, how little can I work and still make hundred thousand a year you know whatever it is yeah no you have to well and it's more of a value-based system than a time-based system yeah you know there's people that can add a million dollars of value to people in 10 hours a week yep and okay there's people that work 40 hours a week and make thirty thousand dollars or whatever it is you know it's just different it's a different way of looking at it instead of going well how many hours do I get to work each day or can I work each day versus how much value can I add and yeah. what's that value worth? Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it's, it's, and it's cool. Cause it's like, well, if, if you can add enough value to make a living in one hour a day, totally. And that's what you want. And that's what makes you happy. Yep. Go for it. And you've got other yeah. things that, that you want to pursue. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah. That so. Timothy Ferris four hour work week book. Yeah. Although, you know, reading through it, I'm like, well, you know, I, I don't think I would enjoy some of this. The truth is a, a lot of people work 10 or less hours a week and they can mm-hmm. fund their life exactly how they want to. It's, we live in a weird world where we, we, we value, we hour base our time. Well, I'm worth $20 an hour. I'm worth $30 an hour instead of yeah. I'm worth $1,000 for this project mm-hmm. or you know, and money's just kind of weird, really, in that in that regard. Yeah, it's like we yeah. put value on it, but then the Federal Reserve kind of decides what that's worth. <laughs> yeah. So, which is a totally other thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 
yeah, it is interesting. And then I think being being uh, okay with you know when we get to that point and we're doing those things, being okay with it. Yeah. You know, if we're if we're working ten hours a week, and this is something I struggle with, is if you know because I can. I can the the business stuff that I'm doing right now. I can pretty well manage from my cell phone. Yeah, you know, it's just it's it's managing projects and people and making phone calls and lining this up and you know any more to have papers signed and everything else. They just you yeah, know, it's you, all online. You sign it. It's yep. all online. So can do pretty much on the on the on the cell phone. But it is kind of hard doing that. It's like you get to the end of the day and you're like, man, did I do anything today? Yeah. You know. I ran kids around all day long, but I was also talking on the phone and negotiating this and, you know, checking up on that part and, you know, and, yeah. but it's, that's, that's the world that we live in. And that's, if you, that's what you want to do and you want to yeah. have freedom to run around and be with your kids or your family or whatever, then there's totally ways to do that. Yeah. But once you get there, if that's what you want, once you get there, be happy with that, be content yeah. with that. Um, continue to dream and and you know make goals to get bigger and grow and uh you know in multiple areas of your life but don't beat up on yourself yeah. which is hard because society For sometimes sure. was like well you didn't work 40 hours this week like yeah what's wrong with you what the heck's wrong yeah you know and it's like well i i didn't work 40 hours but you know i added some value or, or yeah. whatever it's so our 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 society is not set up or based for entrepreneurship it's very it's very strange to me like i was even figuring out some some uh, insurance stuff the other day like health insurance and i was talking to this lady on the phone and she's like trying to figure out because there's you know it's so bizarre now that health insurance has to do with like our taxes and you know yeah i mean it's such a dumb system but so this lady's like, well, how much do you make every month? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like when I get to the end of the year, you yeah. know, if there's if there's money there, then I take a wage. If there's not, then we lived off savings for the year or whatever, yep. which is totally like that's just how it is in business. Yeah. They could not wrap their heads around this. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah, I, I took a wage at the end of the year. Oh, okay. So, like, what was that every month? <laughs> well. I don't know. Divide by twelve. I don't know. You know, and then <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, like totally not set up. You know, for yeah. for entrepreneurship, or you go talk to a bank. You know, and oh, it's like it's great. It's like, <laughs> you know, it, it's like well, yeah, it's just it's bizarre. But our society and our economy and our country is where it is because of entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah. we don't have a system that is set up to efficiently deal with the issues that come along with yeah. that. You know, well, and I, I think, I don't know what the percentage is, but, you know, if the system is set up for 95% of the people who are employees, mm-hmm. then you get the 5% that are not. Yeah. We're trying to change that. We yeah. want we want a lot more people to work for themselves. Yes. You know, and, and that's... The entrepreneurship revolution. Yes. Yeah. And if that, it's so freeing if that's what people want to do. <clears throat> some people don't want to totally fine mm-hmm. like that's great but if you want to you can get out and make it happen and then as that happens and we can increase the number of self-employed people out there business owners well then you know that's when we can vote in the right people and legislation and everything to start getting things more entrepreneurial based mm-hmm. and um just huge freedom 
I mean, talking just freedom in general, huge. Yeah. You will know your worth as soon as you step out into business. Yeah. You might make some mistakes and, you know, your worth might not be calculated immediately. But, you know, in a, in a job, if you're worth $20 an hour, you know what you're worth. You, you're probably worth more. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you step out into business and you start to work in those directions, you can find out very quickly what what you're actually worth. Yeah. And then if you're not worth what you want to be, you learn more. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's the best part is the there's unlimited potential. Totally unlimited. The you know, and I that was uh, you know along with the stuff we discussed earlier, that was a hard thing for me too when I was at a job is thinking Okay, no matter what I do, if I work here for the next 20 years, yep. this is the most amount that I can possibly make. You know, there yep. was a there was a, a finite number there. Yeah. Um, and I might get a cost of living raise. Yeah. But maybe not. But inflation was 7%, but the cost of living raise was 1%. Yeah. No, that's not okay. Yeah. Yeah, there was, you know, no matter what, even... You know, you can even calculate in, okay, well, I can work overtime. Okay, yeah. well, you can still figure out how much overtime you can yep. possibly work. There's a finite number there. And um, to me, overtime is subtracting hours from my family. Yeah. Which, yep. it's not to others, and that's totally fine. Yeah. Like, just different. We're different people. In not positive or negative, we're just different. Yeah. But every time I would take on an overtime shift, I'd go, okay, well, there's 24 hours that I don't get with my kids. Mm-hmm. That wasn't okay with me. Yeah, and there's, you know, there, and it's interesting too that you bring that because I hadn't thought about this before, but we have a finite amount of time. Yeah. We also have a finite amount. If you're if you're in a job, <clears throat> there's a finite amount of money you can make. Well, let's start making some of that infinite. Yeah. You know, let's, if you start your own business and you start, uh, the, the potential is unlimited, literally. Yeah. Like there's infinite amount of, I mean, not infinite, you obviously can't make an infinite amount of money, but it could be a hundred thousand dollar a year business. It could be a hundred million dollar a year business. You never really know what the potential is there. Yeah. Um, you know, so that was, that was hard for me too, is saying, okay, look, no matter what, I'm capped out at this amount. Um, what's my, you know, that might be a, my biggest opportunity cost in life. Yeah. Is I, if I was out doing business or whatever, I might be able to make a hundred times that. And yet I'm. You'll never know. I'm changing, you know, I'm exchanging that for this number over here. Yeah. You know, there's, there's some, that was, you know, I, I struggled with that, that that was an opportunity cost. There was yeah. a huge amount of cost associated. There's only one way to find out there. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love talking about all this in six minutes. I have an appointment somewhere. That's awesome. So let's wrap it I'm up. Sorry. No, I um, think it was good. We, we got through the conversation and yeah, it was good. So it is, it's just, just fun to chat. And, um, there's so many different avenues we could go with freedom. Yeah. So we'll just knowing that more, yeah, we're born, we're born free. And we need to continue that until we die. For sure. So, Sounds good. Okay. Well, we're doing two a weeks now, so yeah. we'll we'll meet back again and and keep getting some good stuff coming out. So. Agreed. Sweet. Right. Thanks. We'll see you soon. See ya.